0: I've been a huge fan of standing desks for nearly a decade, but the only standing desks I've used are ones I've either built myself or kind of sloppily threw together with whatever I had lying around. Until now. This is the 5am Miracle, episode number 363. Standing Desk 2.0. Optimize your office and your health. Good morning, I am Jeff Sanders and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. For the majority of this year, I have taken a big step back. I spent about three and a half months rebuilding my website and nearly all of my online tools, I then transitioned this summer into a new project to completely redo my home office and podcast studio equipment. So the centerpiece of my new studio is my new standing desk. It is beautiful, it is functional, and honestly, it has reinvented how I use my space and get things done. So in this episode, I'm not going to discuss why sitting is bad for your health or why standing is probably a good thing. If you want to hear my discussion about those topics, you can check out episode number 212, which is called Toss Out Your Office Chair, It's Time for a Standing Desk. Now, let's just dig into this week's main content, which will focus on why I rebuilt my home office, what it looks like today, and how you can optimize your workspace to get more done and feel energized all day long. So once again, this is Standing Desk 2.0, Optimize Your Office and Your Health. Number one, let's dig into why I rebuilt my home office and studio at this point. But to answer that question of why, let's go back to 1998. I was in middle school. I was 14 years old, and my parents bought me my first desk. It was a very large wooden desk that I had in my room as a kid, and I used it essentially from middle school on through the end of high school to do my homework. This was my first desk. Um, At this point, and this is kind of making me sound a little old here, I didn't own my own computer as a kid. Lots of kids today own their own tech. I didn't have that. I barely had a cell phone, right? But I did have a desk, and the desk was amazing, and it allowed me to get my work done, and I used that all the way through the end of high school. And then my first year of college, I got my first computer. This was the Power Mac G5 Tower. Really epic computer. Loved that thing for many, many years. Um, But that was my first personal computer to use. And then a year later, my sophomore year of college, I got my first desk that I would use as an adult. So my kid desk stayed at my parents' house. And my new desk I used at college became my new go-to desk. It wasn't expensive. It was a very cheap one. I bought at Staples. But I used it in college. And then four years later, I built a standing desk attachment. So in 2012, I discovered the world of standing desks. and I wanted to upgrade my desk. So all I did was took some pieces of plywood and I built an attachment that I then screwed into the top of my old desk and turned it from a sitting desk into a standing desk. This is a pretty common thing to do to want to evolve your sitting desk and make it more versatile. And there's lots of ways to do that today. There's many different things you can buy that will allow you to convert your current desk into a standing desk. I went with the option of custom building my own because I wanted a very specific height and I wanted to look a certain way. And I like to, I enjoy woodworking, so I thought it'd be fun. But I basically used that exact desk for the last eight years. So this entire podcast has been recorded using that old desk with the standing desk attachment and all the things that came with it. Uh, A few years ago, I got to a point where that desk was kind of falling apart. And so I took some additional wood and I kind of reinforced certain areas and just kind of allowed it to hang on a little longer. But we got to the point this year where I realized this was not working for me. My old standing desk was not really falling apart per se, but it was at a point where I knew I was way past time for an upgrade. And my entire office in general was kind of messy in terms of it was, it was lacking cohesion. It didn't really have a central focus. It had a lot of random things that over the years had just kind of found its way into my office for a variety of, of functional and productive reasons, but it just looked like a mess you know, the average person who would imagine that someone like me who values productivity and efficiency probably wouldn't use a space that looked like mine looked. And so I thought that for myself that you know, this doesn't represent who I am and how I want to work. Also this summer, I decided that the core of what I wanted to do was to rebuild my podcast studio. So the intention there was brand new gear, brand new recording equipment, new microphones, mixers, speakers, subwoofers, um, everything you could possibly imagine. I rebuilt my entire podcast studio. Every single wire was changed out. The entire thing is brand new. But in order to house all that new equipment in a very efficient way, I needed a new solution for my desk, and I wanted to also reinvent the entire space of where I work. So I used the podcast studio upgrade as an opportunity to spend a lot of money, but also as an opportunity to reinvent how I see myself working, how I see myself recording, everything from podcasts to other audio production tools to uh, online videos and Zoom calls to just doing everyday basic email and work. And so I asked myself a ton of questions of how would this look, what is the actual ideal setup, what are all the pieces I need, all the accessories, all the components, and it took months. It took the entire summer and into the fall for me to finally get all the pieces I needed to get to a point where I could consider this project completed. And I'm very happy with it. It's a wonderful setup. Uh, You can see a picture of my current studio at the show notes page for the episode this week at jeffsanders.com slash 363. So that's where I was. I I went from this old kind of falling apart, kind of hobbled together desk into what is now a brand new studio. So let's discuss what my office slash recording studio at my house looks like today. The centerpiece of my new studio is my brand-new Uplift standing desk. Now, Uplift is a company you will definitely have heard of if you've ever researched standing desks. I would argue they're probably the most well-known. They have amazing reviews, and I ultimately went with one of their desks because I found them to be uh, the most well-researched, great videos, lots of amazing reviews, and they also offered the kind of desk that I wanted. And so the one that I ended up buying is a full 80 inches wide. It's their largest standing desk they offer um, if it's a single desk. They also offer an L-shaped desk, but my home office does not have space for that. So I did buy the full 80-inch wide desk, which is amazing. Six and a half feet or six foot eight inches. It's a really great width of a desk. I also got the two-leg version as opposed to their four-leg version. If you're researching standing desks, you might see that there's a difference between the two-leg and four-leg. I found a few articles of companies who had studied the durability and the functionality of these different desks to measure them in terms of strength, in terms of do they wobble, how do these things function, and the two-leg C-frame commercial V2 it's a very specific term here, the two leg C-frame commercial V2 from Uplift was the most sturdy that they tested. Now, if you are a taller person and your standing desk goes up a lot higher, or if you buy a larger desk, they will be a little less stable. So if you're shorter or you use the desk at a lower height, it will be more sturdy. It will wobble a little less. Um, I really have not noticed an issue with that, you know, with this large desk that I have and me being six foot one and I use the desk at a higher level, it doesn't wobble that much. It is noticeable if you're really pushing on it, uh, but otherwise, for everyday use, it works out wonderfully. Um, I went with the reclaimed fur solid wood desktop, which was kind of an upgrade on the price, but it is a beautiful desktop. I mean, this thing is gorgeous. It feels incredibly durable. Um, It's a solid piece of wood, and it just really makes the whole desk feel really professional. And so if you want to go for the upgrade on the solid wood desktops, uh, those things are really hard to mess up because Uplift has phenomenal quality when it comes to not just the actual frame itself, but the desktops as well. I also went with the heavy-duty casters, which are the heavy-duty wheels that you can attach to the desk to make it more mobile. Now, that will have an offset for your wobbling. In other words, the desk will not be quite as stable. However, you can lock these guys into place. Um, and so it, it is pretty durable there. But also, you can unlock them and roll the desk around, and it rolls around really easily, especially on my hardwood floors. So, if your goal is to have a desk that can be mobile for any reason, definitely get the heavy duty casters. Uh, they look beautiful, very durable. And for my purposes, when talking about being able to move my desk and rewire equipment, being able to move the desk that easily is a huge advantage. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Another wonderful feature of this desk is it comes with these four height presets. So I also did a slight upgrade on the way that you can adjust the height of this desk. And I have four presets. The first one is for my standing height that I customize for where I want to be. The second is a height for a stool. I guess I want to sit down on a stool. The third is a sitting desk height. And the fourth I put as my tallest height for adjusting wires or other things I want to do under the desk. Which also highlights how tall this thing can be. So if you are a tall person, oh my goodness, like this desk is so impressive in terms of how high it can go up. And you get such incredible flexibility to get under the desk and adjust your wires or your settings there. And so there's a lot of potential for height adjustments. Everything from a very low setting all the way to a very high one as well. And it's pretty durable and stable the entire way through. Now, the second component to what you would see in the picture of my home studio is that I have a black desktop stand. This is the thing my computer, my iMac, actually sits on top of, as well as my new speakers and my lamp. And so what I have here is essentially a glorified rack mountable desktop stand. What that means is is that I custom built this so that I would be able to fit all of my gear together in the most efficient way. This was a really important aspect for me because when I was planning out the entire studio upgrade, when I wanted to redo everything in my home office, the one thing I really wanted was a singular desk that would hold everything on it in the most efficient way. So I had to know a few things. I had to know how big of a desk I could possibly fit in my space, and then what's all the gear, all the equipment, all the stuff that I want to be on my desk— And then that final question of what's the most efficient way to keep all this stuff together in a way that will optimize my desktop space to use for other projects, as well as having everything up and out of the way, but also accessible if I need it. So as someone who does a lot of audio recordings and video recordings, I need gear on my desk, but I also need it to be efficiently presented. And so I think that what I've created here, what I custom built, has worked out really well. Now, you're probably going to have different gear. You're going to have a different setup, but I would recommend that you either research possible things you could buy that some companies do sell some of these you know, iMac stands or computer monitor stands or ways that you can kind of elevate things um, not all of them are that great um, I wasn't that impressed with the options available so if you are handy with some tools and want to custom build your own um, it's not that difficult and it looks great and it's customized for your situation another thing that you'll see on my desk or actually under my desk is a black drape Now, you can actually buy wire management solutions from Uplift Desk directly. They will sell these large mesh black bags, basically, that will attach the underside of your desk. And you can dump all of your wires into that to really keep a clean look. If your desk happens to be out in a larger space or you're at a a co-working space or the desk is going to be positioned somewhere where everyone can see all the components around the desk, then hiding your wires is a really big deal. Now, the way that my desk is set up, there's a wall right behind it, so I don't need to hide it from other people, but I do want to hide the wires from myself. So what I did was I custom sewed a black drape that I then attached to the back of the desk. I know this is kind of more high end in terms of being customized, uh, but I'm the kind of guy that if I want an in solution, I'm going to make it happen. And so that's what I did here. And thanks to my theater degree, um, I took a class in college in costuming. And so I learned how to sew when I was in college. And so I custom sewed this black drape, I attached it to the back of the desk, and it hides all of the wires. And so the look that I have now is very clean, very beautiful. Because honestly, there are so many wires back here that if I don't hide them, trying to manage them would be an extraordinary and complicated process. And for the way that I tend to work with my stuff, I rewire things all the time. I'm changing around how things are positioned and constantly redoing my setup. And so to permanently place the wires in a way that I can't change them was not ideal for me. I just wanted to be able to have a quick little simple solution to hide what's there. And then when I want to see it again, I move the drape, rewire things and put it back. So that makes my setup pretty simple. Now, as far as accessories are concerned, um, one thing you'll also see in the photo is that I have, for many years now, used a Fluid Stance Balance Board. And I would recommend that anyone who has a standing desk have some solution in place to make sure you're not going to stand still. The last thing you want to do is lock your knees and be in a position where you're standing and never moving. The balance board gives you the chance to actually move your legs. There are other solutions out there, including standing mats that will have different elevation things on them, so your feet can be at different angles. Uh, those are okay, but a balance board is probably the best solution for most people. Um, the one that I got years ago, I got for free, kind of on accident. I mean, it's kind of expensive. Um, if I was going to buy one today, I wouldn't spend that much money. Um, you can buy one now for probably seventy bucks, uh, which makes it a lot more affordable and. Honestly, it's an essential aspect to how I use my desk. And so if you're going to use a standing desk, you want to find some solution that encourages motion, some solution that prevents you locking your knees. And so I think a balance board is a great one for that, but there are other options. And then under my balance board, I have a new uplift desk standing mat. Now, technically, I don't need a standing mat if I have the balance board, but the way that my balance board kind of hits my carpet, hits the hardwood floor, I'm just trying to prevent any damage to my hardwood floors, and so I have extra padding to keep everything in place. Depending on how your house is positioned or your home office or whatever you've got going on, uh, you may or may not need the mat as well. Uh, But if you're not going to have a balance board, you definitely need some kind of a cushion between yourself and a hard surface. You want to make sure you have, once again, that flexibility and that motion built in. Now, a few other things I've got going on in terms of accessories is a power adapter that I got with the desk uh, to plug things in up top. It's got USB power outlets as well as traditional uh, US power outlets. Another accessory that I got recently that I really love is a glass whiteboard surface. So this was a little gadget that I picked up thanks to a recommendation from John Acuff, who was a guest in this podcast before. Uh, John had raved about this thing, and so I bought it because he said to buy it. And it's awesome. It's a great little whiteboard surface to keep notes for yourself on your desk. It's easy to update. um, I have found to be very handy so far. Uh, In addition to that, if you look at the picture of my home office, you will see uh, a mounted television on the wall. Uh, One thing I have found to be very helpful is the cohesion that comes from crafting your space. So one thing I've been bad at over the years is creating a space on purpose because I'm not a decorator. I'm not very good when it comes to design in that sense. And so for me to be able to redo my studio and have everything positioned in a way where I have easy access to all the things that matter I have found that to be really helpful. Having the TV on the wall that's mounted has been great. I have this acoustic panel behind my iMac for audio quality that's designed and put there on purpose. Everything in the space now feels more intentional. And so for me, the accessories give me the chance to optimize my space at a higher level. Yes, the standing desk is the centerpiece of the entire system, but the accessories can make or break the space in terms of how it feels. When you walk into the room and you look at your studio, you look at your home office, you look at where you work most days or all the time, you want that space to be inviting. You want it to be productive. You want it to offer the things that you want it to have. And so for me, being able to just accessorize a few things in a few key ways, really makes the space feel personal and really allows me to just love being here. Now, in terms of the specific podcast gear that I'm actually using for recording, um, if you are a YouTuber, podcaster, creative, or someone who just likes tech, um, you can go to jeffsanders.com slash podcast tools. I have a full list there of every single thing I use in my entire studio all the wires, all the speakers, the computers, the mixers, the whole thing, every single piece of my system is on that page. That includes hardware, software, and online tools. So if you just are curious or want to know how I set up my stuff, it is all right there. Once again, that's jeffsanderscom slash podcast tools. Now let's get to how you can optimize your office and your health with an ideal office setup. The first core component here is to identify the main functions of your office. So that could be writing or typing. It may be recording audio or video. Could also include things like drawing or planning, which requires a much larger surface. Uh, The goal here is to figure out what are you doing in your office and how can you provide yourself with the most functionality possible? So for a long time, I basically would just modify the spaces that I was in just enough to make it work. And I was taking what I had and tweaking it just a little to ensure that I could get my work done. But I never really stopped to ask myself, you know, what if I had nothing in this office and built the entire thing from scratch? That's really the goal here, which is the next step to design that ideal office of yours on paper as if nothing was in that space to begin with. How could you prioritize simplicity, but also functionality and beauty all at the same time? You know, My vision of a great office is one that allows me to not only get my work done, because that's the number one goal, but also beyond that, it's a space that I want to be in. It's a space that's beautiful. It's a space that's functional and adaptable to other things I might do in the future. And I want to have a space that allows for all of that at the same time. Now, that's kind of a tall order, but that's the point. You want to really imagine what is the best case scenario. How could I have everything I want in one location, which for you may include one large desk like I have, or if you're going to go back a few years, at my last day job, I had what I would call mega Megadesk. Uh, the Office uh, TV show also has an episode about mega Megadesk. Uh, this is a little different than that. In my old office, I was using a space that used to house about four to five employees, but because of downsizing, that office only had me. I had one large room to myself and a whole bunch of desks and chairs that choose from, so I created desk. I literally had three desks put together in a big L-shaped pattern. And so I could space out all of my work. Now, my job at the time required a lot of paperwork. So I had a lot of physical stuff to work with. So having more space to spread out was incredibly ideal. I had all the room I needed to do all the work, and it really made a difference. I got so much more work done so much faster. And so if you can create that for yourself, whether it's one desk or many desks or a mega desk or whatever the case is, if you can have that ideal I guarantee you, you're going to get more work done. You're going to love your office more, and it's going to be a better space to be in. Now, beyond the room size or the desk that you have, you also have to pair your desk with your stuff. So the kinds of gear that you choose to have, whether it's a lot of computer monitors or larger speakers or a lot of production gear or just a lot of paperwork, whatever the stuff is that you're going to be working with. The desk and the stuff should pair together well. And the better that that stuff is paired together, the more of an optimized space that you'll have. And so that may include a large desk, or if you're more of a minimalist, it may actually include a very small desk with very few things on it. And for most people, that's probably ideal. A laptop and maybe a cup of coffee, and that's the end of it? That could be all you need. And so don't overdo it because somebody else has a bigger or better desk, in quotes here. Better for you means it's ideal for you and the work that you do. And that's all we're comparing here. What is best for you and what is the most simplistic, functional, and beautiful setup you could possibly have? And speaking of minimalism, another thing to consider here is what I call desktop zero. So in this podcast previously and also in my book, The 5am Miracle, I describe a concept that I call equilibrium zero which is very similar to like inbox zero for email. The goal here is to get to zero. So when it comes to your desktop, getting to zero means your desktop at the end of the day or the beginning of the day only has the few items you have to have on the desk at any given time. And then aside from those few key items, everything else has been organized, put away, in a drawer, in a cabinet, in a closet. Your desktop is zeroed out to be clean and simple. Now, this also goes into play with wire management. So one of the biggest challenges that I have with this desk and what I've had for a long time is the more tech that I buy, the more wires I have. And I have got to figure out how to manage those because wires can run your life and they can really become a burden for you. And so you want to make sure you know every single thing you need to plug in, that you have enough power for all of those things, and everything has been properly put away and hidden so that you have an ideal setup. Wire management is a big deal for a lot of people, so be sure to take that aspect really seriously and make sure you plan what could be hiding wires behind drapes or finding nice, optimized ways to get these things bundled together. Whatever the case is, wire management matters. And of course, in addition to that, things like file cabinets, drawers, closets, um, other storage options to ensure that everything is put away so you can once again get back to desktop zero as often as possible. Now, in addition to optimizing the actual desk itself, you also want to optimize the entire office environment. And this includes things like temperature. So in my home office, I have a window air conditioner unit because this is the hottest room in my house. I also have a lot of podcast gear and other equipment that makes a lot of heat I also really like to be cold when I work because I get a lot more done. I am definitely more productive when I'm chilly. And so year round, my goal is to keep this room as cool as possible. Now, one of the things you're not going to hear during a podcast episode is that air conditioner because it has to be turned off because it's way too noisy, which means while I'm recording, the temperature just goes up and up and up while I'm recording, which means by the end of the episode, it is hot in here. And so I really try to minimize my recording so that I don't have that problem. Now, that's a, a me issue. I get that. But. This also plays into how you get work done as well. You know, Do you have the right temperature? Have you minimized your distractions? Do you have headphones ready to block noisy coworkers or other audible distractions? Do you have a focus block of time sign on your door to make sure that when you're doing focused work, others won't distract you? Do you have easy access to snacks, food, drinks, focused music, whatever the thing is that optimizes your ability to get work done That's the idea. So you want to have every bit of possibility baked into the system so that when you get to the office and you're ready to get your work done, you have everything you need right there and you can get to work and be very, very efficient. So at this point in the discussion, you may actually have an optimized desk. You may have optimized gear on that desk and even an optimized office entirely. So everything looks and feels amazing. Now the question comes in with your health. How can you make sure that you are as healthy as possible to get your work done? Now, this discussion ties in to an office environment directly because the number one thing you can bring to the office is a healthy version of you. Now, a standing desk is just one simple way to encourage more healthy habits. The balance board is another way to encourage a healthy way to stay active. Now, in addition to this, I also plan my workday, so I have frequent walk breaks, I have plenty of water or coffee or tea, um, easy access to a restroom, obviously a lot of liquids need a restroom. Um, I also added a small air purifier to my office to really make sure that the air quality was better. Um, I have a lot of seasonal allergy issues, and so being able to have an air purifier in here made a really big difference with air quality, especially with that window AC unit, it doesn't have the best filter. So an air purifier, even adds to that mix. So if you're thinking about how can I be as healthy as possible at my desk, when I'm getting my work done, there's a lot of ways to tackle that. But being intentional about that process will give you the best chance to address each and every one of those issues. So once again, you can bring your best self to the office and maintain your best self throughout the day. And that's really the intention because your productivity is based on the energy, health, vibrance, enthusiasm you can bring to your work and then maintain those elements throughout the entire workday and the entire work week. So at this point, I would challenge you to plan an office reinvention. So no matter which options you want to choose, just plan to redo where you work. Because you can get a lot of work done when your office and your health are optimized to be the best they can be. Save the money to buy the nice stuff. Plan the time to make it happen. But just make sure it's a priority at some point in the next few months to readdress where do I work, how do I work, when do I work, How can I optimize all of the components to make sure that I'm going to be at my best each and every day? And for that action step this week, of course, go build or buy your own standing desk. Now the true benefit of a great standing desk is that ability to be in motion, to stay active, to make sure you're up and doing things throughout the day. Now, you don't need a fancy desk to get started. I used a very not fancy desk for many, many years. So find what you can and begin now. Of course, jeffsanderscom 363 is the show notes page this week with links to everything I discussed and a whole lot more. Alright, that's all I've got for you this week here on the show. Until next time, you have the power to change your life, and the fun begins bright and early.